18 months, we've been so wrapped up and consumed in, in growing the, the product and commercializing and implementing and executing. Uh, we put a great deal of time and focus as you guys have put into the marketing team and some of the other third-party groups that have helped us uh, with this relaunch, if you will, from an um, investment perspective as well. So I think it, it, the new message now is a lot clearer as to the points of differentiation and value, um, where we're strong in the market, where we fit in the market. Uh, but more importantly now is we move towards revenues and commercialized agreements is what does this truly mean from a monetization perspective and month over month, quarter after quarter, year after year, revenue growth perspective. So we're, we're checking those boxes and putting a great deal of focus and time and efforts into that. You're listening to the Phoebe Insider Podcast. Join us for exclusive interviews, behind-the-scenes updates, and all things Phoebe. Coming at you from the Phoebe head office in Vancouver, I'm your host, Deb. Welcome to the first official podcast under the company name Phoebe. Today, I'll be discussing with Rob Anson, CEO, the purpose of changing the name from Loop Insights to Phoebe and the focus of the company moving forward. So welcome back to the show, Rob. I know you're very excited to talk about the story behind changing the company name and also where we're going with this company name and the reason for um, becoming Phoebe. Uh, so I'd first like to talk about Phoebe Suite. That was where we originally started. And then under Loop Insights, uh, we named our proprietary IoT product to Phoebe. And now we full tra- decided to fully transition the company to Phoebe. So let's start by telling our listeners where Phoebe came from and why the name Phoebe. Well, Phoebe came from, as you mentioned, Phoebe Suite Technologies, which was our private company. Uh, where we developed the product um, and a lot of our capabilities today that were then licensed and then rolled into Loop Insights. Uh, Phoebe Suite is an acronym that we came up with was Front Office Business Intelligence. Uh, It was kind of applicable to where we were headed from a data aggregation standpoint and all these various applications that we've designed and developed over the course of the last five years. For us, I think it's a great change. It's something we've discussed for a couple of years for, for many reasons. Uh, the company has obviously grown tremendously and other assets outside of it, you know, specifically insights kind of pigeonholed us. Obviously, from a, an SEO perspective and whatnot, there's a lot of challenges. You know, even coming down to our ticker symbol, you know, we went with Matrix because of a, a background story and and whatnot, but um, you know, it's it's a little challenging when the ticker symbol does not match the name of the company, first and foremost. And then as we added an OTC listing, Loop wasn't available, Matrix wasn't available. So literally our CFO went with RACMF, which I asked what the heck is that? And he goes, that's your initials and Casey's initials. And I shook my head and went, okay, this, this is enough, and that's kind of what put me over the tipping point. Tremendous growth from startup to mid-level and now you know, working towards enterprise. Uh, I really wanted for us to have our own distinct brand and reputation, of course. Um, when we started to, to look at all of these, you know, when is the right time? There's, there's never really a truly right moment, but 
with uh, the accelerated growth of the company over the last several months here, uh, we felt it was a great time to relaunch as we're laser focused as to who we are becoming um, and the vision of which we've put together here over the course of the last few years uh, being executed now and really refining that corporate messaging, investor messaging uh, and products as well, definition. And I would want to touch on something you said there too. The company that we are becoming or the company that we know we are going to be. Uh, when I think about back to our focus two, three years ago is really starting as Loop. Our core, our core product and our core focus was on connecting data and in real time to improve business. Um, and that was through Insights. So hence the name Loop Insights. So at the time that really felt that it fit. But I think as we start to expand and we're building and acquiring new technologies, we really started to understand who our, uh, what our differentiator was in the marketplace and the value that they were able to provide on top of just real-time insights. So like you said, that name of Loop Insights kind of pigeonholed us into something that was something that we did really well, but it also set us as an insights company. And that's really not what we are. That's what comes out of our ability to offer um, interoperable connectivity is the insights. But then on top of that, there's the engagement and actioning and finishing that last inch. So I think finding our foundation in our core product and that being our differentiator was such a smart move to move towards that being the base of our company because we look at our messaging and our messaging back there kind of just became so broad and expanding because we're trying to tie everything in and connect different pieces. But really, the core of our company is Foby, and we're always trying to connect it back to insights. And that wasn't what we were really trying to do. And, and like you always say, we're trying not to boil the ocean. But if we can really distill everything back into the core value of the company, it's a lot solid. Uh, it's a lot more solid of foundation moving forward. Well, most definitely. And when we've received such great third party validation from TELUS and, and NTT and Sobeys and Nielsen and Coupon Bureau and Oracle and you know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, I, I think when we look at from the investor perspective as well, people that are new to the story, you know, they click on a web page and aren't quite sure what to think or, you know, that's a little little challenging for us is a company and myself when I'm out there pitching the story and introducing the story is, you know, like I said, we don't sell ice cream, as I always say, you know, it's a bit of a complex story and something with artificial intelligence and real time applications and interoperable data connectivity, as you put it, Devin, um, these, these are things that people aren't typically accustomed to hearing and understanding. Hence, for us, I felt the right time was now to truly define the the messaging from uh, whether it's an institutional retail perspective, from an investment world, or from a lead generation uh, and partner perspective as to here's what we do. Um, you know, here's the holes and gaps that we fill in the marketplace today. Uh, and more importantly, here's how we transcend the retail experiences, Nielsen put it. I agree. And, and while we were doing this refocus and relaunch of we really looked at what is the key messages and the key value proposition that we provide 
Um, so I just want to quickly go through those just so we can establish those five key messaging, key messages that we're providing to the industry through our products and our services. So the first being connectivity that creates engagement. So being able to action insights and increase personalization and profit. Number two, delivering collaborative experiences. This one's an important one for us. So collaborating with best of breed partners like TELUS, Vend, Shopify, to offer that ideal cohesive solution. We're not always looking to build everything ourselves. We find that partnerships are so strong in the industries that we play in. Implementing automation that drives decisions. This one is super important as we move forward with the company. So taking the manual processes out of the equation and really helping our clients become more efficient and effective with what they're doing. The fourth one, driving real-time actionable insights. So this does go back to our original brand of Loop Insights, that ability to provide um, insights that make faster, smarter, data-driven decisions. And then the last one being a very important piece of actually what the FOBI hardware does is providing that end-to-end -end approach and optimizing touch points and activating that last inch. Um, so we can really tie that offline transaction to that online tra transaction and create that full omni-channel um, experience. So I think us really structuring the company now, and that leads back to exactly what you said, messaging that goes out to our um, investors, our customers, our customers' customers to understand what we do. We've now created this foundation of who we are so we can really explain and expand easily. So as we move forward into the future, potentially acquire new companies or acquire and build new um, technology, they fit under this cohesive brand that we've created. No, most, most definitely. It's uh, very clear as, as to the direction of where we're headed internally. And now that um, the investment world and retail world will understand exactly who the power of Phoebe is as a company now and product standpoint, for sure. I, I want to touch on that point, too. So you probably have the best understanding of our investors, what they're looking for, what the different levels of understanding is coming from different types of investors. So how do you foresee this um, change to Phoebe will help with our corporate messaging and your ability to really tell the story? Well, most definitely, as I alluded to earlier, when you're trying to tell a complex story, um, it's a little challenging when you have so many different, I guess, fragments within. Um, you know, and as we've made a few acquisitions, we've evolved our own IP and technology and applications. Um, and we've we've spent a great deal of time and focus now on on the investment side is. You know, the last, let's call it 18 months, we've been so wrapped up and consumed in, in growing the, the product and commercializing and implementing and executing. Uh, we've put a great deal of time and focus as you guys have put into the marketing team and some of the other third-party groups that have helped us uh, with this relaunch, if you will, from um, investment perspective as well. So I think it, it the new message now is a lot clearer as to the points of differentiation and value, um, where we're strong in the market, where we fit in the market. Uh, but more importantly now, as we move towards revenues and commercialized agreements, is what does this truly mean from a monetization perspective and month over month, quarter after quarter, year after year, revenue growth perspective. So 
we're, we're checking those boxes and putting a great deal of focus and time and, and efforts into that. And we've talked about where phobias come from. Um, let's talk a little bit more about what we're doing as phobia now. We, we've touched on the messaging and how the messaging is going to create a solid foundation, but let's actually look at the output that as a company we're doing. So we've seen Phoby grow from that little startup down the block to now this well-respected company that's dealing with enterprise brands such as Telus, Sobeys, Amazon, and Oracle, and so many others. What is your current vision of what, what is your current vision of what we're doing and the places that you are really proud of seeing this company grow to? Well, I think you, you, you touched on it earlier, Devin, is we, we have the ability to connect and enhance all of the various IT infrastructure already in place. So you're not square hole round peg scenario. Uh, we're filling holes and gaps, really. And, and as businesses are looking to evolve and the digital transformation that we've seen as a result of COVID with you know, the use of QR codes again and contactless experience of which we create, um, it's the perfect storm, right? If you look at um, Apple, the support we're getting from Apple and Google, it's absolutely tremendous because it's driving, accelerating the adoption of their own existing platform of which we're leveraging. So it's uh, put us in some very strong positions. Um, we'll continue, the world is going mobile, it's going digital. There's no denying that, um, you know, I'm down here at moment in Las Vegas working with some pretty large uh, casino groups, as you're well aware of, um, and they've been fat and happy and, and content with, you know, collecting the coffers from, you know, pennies and quarters and whatnot that they used to plug into, into slot machines. And, and now it's going, you know, ticketless and paperless, and they're trying to figure out how do we move this towards a mobile capability where you can tap your phone on the um, machines and have it tied to your wallet. So, I mean, the world is truly going mobile and digital. Uh, and that's where I'm focused on taking us is unlocking the world of big data, leveraging and monetizing the data that each and every organization has today uh, from a monetization and monetary perspective, but also it's about creating, you know, curating journeys and experiences as you know, we discuss is real-time data segmentation uh, that Loop possesses and the ability to leverage and action that to provide a better digital experience, yes, but personalization. Everyone is going towards the goal of hitting personalization. And that's, that's our strongest point actually as a company is ingesting the data, analyzing it real-time while you're sitting there and your items are going through the till uh, then being able to understand you as a shopper are both online and offline, and now mobile commerce is a big part of this, um, and tying that interoperable data connectivity and ability together uh, to provide that world of segmentation and personalization that all the CPGs and retailers are trying to move towards. And let's talk about those actual retailers or customers that you're targeting. We're not a massive team. We're not a thousand person team. We are a very agile light team. So we really have to be strategic about who are the accounts we're going after? Who are the customers? Who are we partnering with to really see 
growth potential and um, I guess internal and external growth of the company. So how have you strategized moving or selecting the partners that you want to grow with? Yeah, well, it's very industry specific. I mean, grocery is, we all know how big grocery is and convenience. I mean, um, throw on top there the CPG, you know, the coupon bureau component of what we're doing now with 8112 and the digital authenticity of it. Um, you know, it's something that for us, all of our products are, are built to scale because they're wash, rinse, repeat. This is the world of automation that, um, you know, your guys' ability to stand up large, huge events like WBC and others you've done in a matter of days, right? Where most implementations, you're talking 60, 90, 120 days. So our ability that which we've created through automation, uh, through processes here, enables us to, to be extremely agile to your point, but to, you know, achieve global scale rather quickly because it's it's already the foundations there. It's just replicated over and over and over. It's systems and processes. And I love how these key messages are coming up as we're just having this conversation tying back to automation and scale and partnership, which I think just goes to show the work that we did to build that messaging foundation is really gonna be clear for people going forward. So we've talked about what we're doing now, talked about the past of where Phoebe came from. So I'd like to ask you, where do you potentially see Phoebe in a year from now, two years from now? I, I see us as a global leader um, in data intelligence, real-time applications. That's, that's who we are, that's what we are. Um, for us, we've found an incredible team it still it blows my mind when I look at it. I mean, you're one of the most senior people there, right, in that office. And, you know, they always say you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. Um, one of my proudest things is, is the team that we have today. Uh, we've got, you know, absolutely incredible people that have left huge organizations to join, you know, what was a startup um, because they understand and identify where the world's going and uh, finding our abilities and key differentiators in the marketplace today of that disruption um, is why they're here. And, you know, everyone's pushing, um, you know, this has been a huge overhaul for you guys. And, you know, it's uh, very happy to, you know, move into the, the rebrand, post rebrand, uh, where we can get back to focusing more on messaging and opportunities. Um, but no, for, for us, it's, it's very specific now. And it's a, it's a focus of, of leadership in, in these various applications uh, and opportunities that we have. And our team has certainly grown, especially on the development side. We have a very strong development team that is focused in so many different aspects and focusing on different strategies of how do we look at what customers are doing, maintaining current customers, building out new technology for the future. So we're always ready for that next step as well. Well, and it's great too, because I mean, we, we do when you have talented individuals and, you know, there's egos in a room around a table. Um, that's why I always, like I said, open door challenge everything we do, because without that, you know, you, you don't truly achieve your, your highest output and performance. So for us, we, we, we have a great team, a lot of analytical thinkers, um, such as yourself, that looks at every angle as to, 
you know, getting it, getting it right. Um, and not putting something out there that, you know, is, um, not, not what we're proud of. And Rob, previously you touched on the timing of the rebrand. I think it also comes at such a great time when we are starting to see the world reopen from this pandemic. I mean, you're in Vegas right now. You obviously are seeing firsthand how America is starting to reopen and probably talking with customers that are realizing after they've been closed for so many months that this is a transition that they need to focus on and customer engagement is something they need to focus on. And like you said, digital and mobile first is definitely something that they need to f- focus on. So can you give our listeners kind of a, and what, what people are saying and what are these people that you're talking to excited about? Well, they're revenue people. I mean, their, their businesses are full again. Um, down here for Memorial Day weekend, it's the largest booking rates they've ever had. Um, you know, it's one of the challenges here is, is, uh, transportation actually Uber and Lyft. They can't get drivers. Um, people are happy to sit at home and collect their subsidies, which are 10 times higher than I, th- I, I thought they were issued. Um, you know, you have people are making five grand a month for sitting on their couch. They're not really motivated to go drive uh, their car around the block and drop me off meeting to meeting. So, um, but business has changed, right? The world, the world has changed as we know it. Um, there's no denying that. Um, these groups are now looking at, now that they've survived the storm, if you will, um, how do we transform our business? It's all about profitability, I'm hearing in every conversation. It's all about guest experience, uh, digital experience, um, mobile experience specifically. So for us, it's, uh, this, is, this is the perfect storm. You know, COVID is really accelerated our business. Um, you know, we've been able to develop some great platforms, our venue management and all, and all the videos that we've shared, people understand what that is and what it means and the great successes of the NCAA events and PGA and other ones we've done for sports and entertainment. And, you know, it's now to see the retail uh, and the food and beverage and stuff truly get back to hospitality. You know, I've had some great meetings with convention groups down here as well. Um, throughout my stay and all the sport leagues um, are still looking to refine that digital experience and um, it's it's the perfect storm for loop that's great to hear and i'm super excited about this because i know the activations that we've been running on the tail end of covid have been really engaging and really exciting because of the different aspects that we can do but i can only imagine as things start to open up more as people are recognizing that they need to make this change to their business just the type of um, projects and activations that we're going to be able to work on yeah and a big part of it too that i saw uh, i got invited with mgm to go to the knights game the playoff game the other night and it was very interesting um, when, when they asked me my opinion of the experience um we're, we have a huge opportunity in, in this space. Um, there's, there's no denying that. Um, the, the great thing is businesses are really looking at their business now from a, you know, a, a micro level, um, not just macro. Uh, they're looking to improve every touch point um, and every data point that they have and looking to monetize that. And that's where we definitely um, excel. 
That's great to hear. I'm very excited about the future and what's to come with Kobe. Um, so thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule as you're now starting to travel more, do more meetings in person. That's super exciting to hear. Um, so thank you for taking the time again, Rob. Of course.